my my view of tracking, I think, is you kind of have to rely on your dog's hunting ability. Mm-hmm. So it's not about food drive. It's not about, of course, there's there's reliability and there's uh, obedience involved in it. But I think that, that the most important is going back to nature. The dog must hunt for his food, must hunt for his article. And if you see an animal that, that is hunting for something, it's not being fast and hectic and he's being sure. super methodical because if he disturbs the ground a little too much, the, the prey will see him. Go and get it. No hesitation, this that never quit, start that elevation, this that process, this that in the making. What is up guys, welcome to another episode of Elevated Canine Podcast and I am here with my co-host, Roel Guerra, and today we got a special guest, one of my good friends, my brother, uh, Christian Gomez, what's good Christian, how you doing brother? I'm doing pretty good, I can't complain, life is good for me, you know? That's awesome, so uh, a little bit about, you know, how... I met Christian 2017, mm-hmm. 2017, uh, you know, I kind of seen some like little activity on Facebook and this young dude was, uh, you know, learning helper work and uh, just doing a very bad job and uh, <laughs> at the time. But um, but I could see that, you know, he really wanted to get into it. So we were going to meet uh, with my buddy Juan Mendoza and I shot Christian a message. Hey, bro, come out. Let's do, uh, if you want to do some helper work, come out or whatever, help me out. And, uh, and yeah, man, that's how it started. And the rest is history. Exactly. So, um, a little bit, Christian, let's get started, man. So I can I already know the story, but for our viewers and our listeners, man, tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, how it started, all that. It all started, uh, in Mexico in Iguala Guerrero with one of my good friends, Mario Alquisiras. Um, I purchased a dog from him and, um, he just like hooked me up on that, you know, like it was so amazing for me to to be able to have a relationship with the animal and stuff. And then I came to the United States and I started working in a um, dog training facility out in L.A. And then there's a guy there was a guy working there named Juan Portillo then told me um, you should add Oscar. And there's a lot of trainers around the area that are doing a great job. And um, I add everybody on Facebook. Oscar hit me up and invited me to Compton, and I went, and the rest is history. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so Christian uh, was working with me. It was just it was just Christian and I, uh, you know, with Elevated Canine before it, you know, it became what it is now. Uh, it was just Christian and I, and Christian, uh, you know, I mean, we were, man, we were going up and down L.A., just training dogs. Uh, he was super motivated when he first was your family still in Mexico? Yeah, huh? like yes. your, your your kids were still in Mexico, yes. and and he came down, and man, I could just see like the the desire to want to learn and like get better and and all that, and um, and I could just, I mean, I could honestly say like, you know, elevated is where it's at today because of the work that you know Christian helped put in sure. uh, to grow it. So while I was at work, you know, I was at Northrop or whatever, Christian would be at my house, grinding it out, working dogs and training dogs and all that. And then, uh, you know, he would, I mean, he was really pushing everything. We would go to, you know, I think, I think the first, uh, the first client that I gave you that, you know, that was like, uh, was Ty, Ty Lopez. Remember? Was yeah. that, and he had two dogs and so Christian would go out there. The millionaire Ty Lopez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I would send Christian out there three times a week and Christian would go over there and Bro, we were getting paid good yeah, for that yeah, gig. For sure. I, I remember, like, <laughs> before this, man, so Christian was working at a facility, and I, I, I don't want to say the whole story, but he was working at a facility where 
I felt that he was being taken advantage of a little bit, you know, and I didn't have enough work to just be like, hey, bro, come and work with me. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like he was being taken advantage of because of, you know, because sometimes people people tend yeah, to do that with sure. people, especially with people like like Christian, you know, that they see that he wants to learn. And so I remember I did the math when he told me and it was I think he was making like, I don't know, eight, nine bucks an hour or something because he would work all day. Right. Yes. He would, he would go home, eat, come back. And so I was like, hey, bro, like that's kind of that's bullshit. You know, like, hey, man, just, you know, just know that there's other options out there and, you know, don't. Don't just uh, don't just take it. Basically, don't don't. Uh, but on the, on the on the other side, like he wanted to learn, so I I also understood why he was there. But uh, anyways, and continue, man. So you were working there, and uh, how long were you there for before you came to before you started working with me? I came back to Mex from Mexico in 2016, like around October. I got that job in like November or something, and I worked there for a whole year. Before I left um, to start working yeah. with Elevated, <clears throat> but um, when I was working there, it was kind of challenging, you know, because I didn't know what was out there. And yeah. when I was there, I thought we were the best in the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was there grinding every day, and you he were working for yeah, a guy was, that spoke German. And, yeah, you know, and he like he'll he'll tell us like you know I, I've titled so many dogs, and we were all super motivated. And then I met Oscar, and then. Like, oh, shit, you don't need to correct your dog to make him heal. Like, oh, you don't need to. I mean, you, know? you, kinda, you, you do <laughs> yeah. have, it was yeah, just, yeah. A, it was just, a, it was, you know, it's, it's very, different. it's, it's different. Just, yeah, yeah, very yeah, different styles different. of training, yeah. which, you know, in the, I, I think uh, you, you got to appreciate, like, you know, you did learn some stuff oh, there. Oh, that did, a lot, yes. Yeah, so you did learn, it's not like, we're not saying, like, he didn't learn anything yeah, there. Yeah. I think you learned, you learned something everywhere, even if it's what not to do. Yes. You learned something. So that, that was good experience for you. For sure. Um, and it was good pay too. Like for me, um, <clears throat> I was working before in a warehouse and I was not making like a lot of money, you know, and I had yeah. to work like two or three jobs to be able to support my family. And then um, when I was working there, it was for me, it was one of the best jobs at the moment because I was doing what I loved and getting paid decent money for at the time. And it was just a fantastic experience yeah. when I was there. But, you know, yeah, it was not. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, uh, so anyways, I gave, uh, so I had, uh, at that time I had Guapo and Luca and I have, I had only had Luca for about a year at that point. And he started working with me and I was like, you know what? Take, take Luca or whatever. And you were still working there. I yes. remember when you took him. So yes. you took him and then, um, anyways, that, that didn't last long. You ended up moving forward. Uh, and then, so let's, a, a couple, a couple stories, man. So like <clears throat> Christian, I would send him out to, like Steve, Steve, he would go work at Steve Harvey's house. And then, uh, and Brian, my buddy, Brian, who's w one of my good friends who, you know, was the one that kind of hooked me up with, with that gig. Um, he would send me videos of Christian bro training <laughs> and you would hear Christian good. And you, and then my boy would be laughing at him, bro. And he'd be like, good. And you'd be in there and we would laugh. So anyways, but yeah, he, Christian would be grinding it out, man. In, in that little van, we had a little, a little Astro van and he would be going up and down LA, bro. Oh. Just working dogs. Before the Astro van, I remember I used to go with my beat up liver, Liberty, uh, like the black Liberty, like the paint oh, was yeah, like all yeah, yeah, chopped yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I used to bring up to the Harvey's. Like like <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he was there once. Hey, he was there once. And then, uh, I forgot, I forgot, but Brian hit me up. He's like, Hey bro, we got to change, like, 
your your boy can't be showing up like you know what I'm saying like that, bro. But uh, but anyways, but you know, and it was just because you know, but hey, we were we were growing, man. Like yeah. I mean. It was, you know, it was, now you look back at that, at that, at those times. And I think it's like, dang, like it was, it was fun. Like yeah. for me, cause Christian and I would be cruising, bro. Like we'd be bumping music all over LA training dogs mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was good times, like good for conversations, sure. you know, learned a lot about them. So, and then, you know, but then, you know, obviously we start growing and, you know, so anyways, you, uh, you heavily got into the sport of, uh, IGP yes with uh, with Luca yes and so I never titled Luca I basically had like some healing on him I think when he got him and then he learned with him and did the whole thing we did some you know did some training together and then uh so you left elevated and what two years ago now two years ago yes almost three years ago yeah so and then uh so yeah man tell us about your uh, your the IGP stuff I, I I mean I think a lot of people are curious about about that that stuff and you know Tell us a little bit about the sport first, and then um, so the people that don't know, they could they understand what it is, and then uh, we'll go from there. For sure. Um, I got Luca right when I was still working at that place in L.A. Things didn't work out. Then I started training with you, and at the time you belonged to this club, uh, where uh, now it changed to a different organization, the Nuvius, and you introduced me to Nelly and all the people around there. And because of Luca. And the things that you have done with him, because you had already done a lot of IGP with him, the foundation stuff with him, and I decided to keep going to learn, to grow as a trainer. I did not know nothing about IGP at the time. And then we both started growing. And then when I left um, Elevated, um, I was a little bit overwhelmed with doing pet dog training at the moment. So I said, you know, I'm going to do a little bit more IGP to because I enjoy this side of it. I still going to do what I love to do and train my own dog and not have to deal with um, a lot of dogs in my care, you know? Yeah. So when I started doing that, I started meeting more people involved in the sport that also were like putting everything the whole time to do IGP and, and delivering quality training and winning championships and doing stuff. And I just decided to, Go further, you know, yeah. and it just hasn't stopped. The learning hasn't stopped yeah. since so, then. I was going to Colorado to help out uh, our Salida friends, uh, Marsha Boggs. She, she, you know, she had been, you know, paying me to go out there every month, uh, you know, for a long time. And then Christian started getting better at helper work and really, you know, go, getting out and learning from different people. And just, you know, his, his game was just getting better. And so I, uh, I was like, hey, I think it was like a couple of months. Like, hey, bro, like. You know, maybe you could start going out yeah. there. You were you you couldn't make it because of like or either family stuff yeah. or we had a lot of work. Nobody could take care of the dogs, and then you started sending me there. And yeah, that was our first. That was your first one, right? That was my first ever yep. ever time going out of anywhere out of California to train dogs and getting paid for it. It yep. was the yep. first nice. first ever. Which which like a lot, some people don't understand, man. Like for, especially like for for us, like. When you go over there on a weekend and you can make what you would make on a week on a weekend, like that is huge for you, yeah. you know? And and the thing is, like, it's not about like because a lot of people, oh, they just do it. You know, it's not about the money, but it's like you love doing this yes. and you're getting paid for it. Exactly. It's like, bro, exactly. like, of course, you know, yeah, for me, I, it got a little overwhelming because my kids were growing up and, yeah. you know, it was just like it, I just couldn't be leaving every month. So I, I'm I was glad that Christian could, you know 
fill that spot and or, and relieve me from like you know having to go every month. So yeah. anyway, this is while you were still with Elevated. Yeah, exactly, I was still with yeah. Elevated, um, and I was getting better at my IGP stuff. And Oscar was going to uh, Salida, and he was yeah, I was around that time. Um, Salida also is like a very far drive from the airport, so I can see how that can also get yeah. a little bit on like, the way. You it's know? like a three-hour drive or yeah, something. Yeah, but it's yeah. so pretty though. You know, yeah. it's like. You drive through there; it's so beautiful. <clears throat> but uh, like Marsha and Oray, mm-hmm. the Oray working club, dogs, um, they have treated me so well yep. since the beginning. Like they've trusted me, knowing that I haven't accomplished anything, that I was eager to learn, that I was just wanting. I was from the beginning. I was super clear with them and saying, "I'm learning. We all going to learn together, and we'll see if we can all make it. You know, yep. to as far as we can." And that's huge. Yeah. And, and, luck, and luckily, it was, you know, super yeah. for And for I me. think a lot of people are missing that these That's days, the though, man. Like, transparency in the dog community. Yeah, like, is, like is, I don't know. like, But but, I, but I'm learning, and I could get better. Like, I could sure. catch a dog, and they're like, cool, you catch a dog, come through. Yeah. And I'm still learning, so, you know. And I think that, you know, shoot, you've been going over there for a while now, so a couple of years at least. So, you know, definitely, um, I think their dogs have gotten better, and you've gotten better. They have gotten better. So it, everything, you know, pays off, but... Man, that what he just said right now is huge. Like transparency is everything. I had a guy hit me up, you know, uh, earlier this week, and he was like, and he already has like his business, dog training business, and everything. And he's like, hey man, like, I want to become a decoy because I want to. I do at some point want to train protection dogs or whatever, but I'm just not there yet. So I want to learn. I'd rather you tell me that straight rather up. straight up yep. rather than like, hey. uh, let me get out and, and work some dogs. And then uh, like two weeks later, I see you and you're already like, you know, yeah. doing it to me. At least yeah. I, I personally kind of yeah. like frown, frown upon that a little bit. For sure. And For sure. they're, you know, they're on their own race, but still. So anyways. Yeah. And um, also because I was super clear with them. I think there's something to add. I think to that. I think like, like when I was super clear with them, um, it also enabled to me the opportunity to make mistakes and acknowledge oh, yeah. them in front of everybody. Right. Because like I had been doing, I have seen somebody do something on, on, on a video and I was like, oh, that looks super good. It was simple. And then I go and I tried it and I do it for the weekend and then I come back and I go to another seminar from the same person and then I ask the questions like, what, why exactly you do this? And then the person explained, I went back to the group and I was like, okay, I missed a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. Let's go back and this is the route we want to go. Let's go back and do it. But everybody was on the same boat because from the beginning we were all clear Right. That we were trying That's stuff. Huge. It's not like I don't come and say, yeah. you know, I know everything, sit down, just listen. You That's know? Just like, like when you fake it till you make it and you come you come with that and then you start messing up. We Like when I used to do construction, we would see it all the time. Yeah, I'm a $25 carpenter, a master carpenter. And you tell them to go do something and they can't do it. Now the expectation was high and you're not meeting it. Mm-hmm. Right. People get disappointed. Yes. But if you're transparent, it's like, okay, he's learning. We're both learning together. It's not that big of a deal. Right. And then your relationship with that person just gets stronger versus now, you know, if you fake it till you make it and you come up with, you know, I'm this, this and that. Now the person doesn't trust you. That person tells other people, Hey, this guy isn't exactly. what yeah. he says. He but is. I, th- I think sometimes people are like, uh, like they really believe, that that's that, another that, thing that, too. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not that they're lying. It's not that they're going. Oh yeah, like I'm not that good, but I'm gonna tell them. No, nah, it's like they really believe that that's another that thing. they yeah. could that they could help out that much. And even though they've never done it, they have never you know, I they still believe it. And so, 
And there's some, I mean, like looking back now too, like I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've, I've helped out people doing stuff that I have never done before. So it's not like I'm like, you know, I'm not knocking the hustle either. I get it. But I do feel like once I see that you, like you're not taking advantage of opportunities to keep moving forward or like growing as a trainer or that you're actually like into it. Then at that point, I'm like, man, like he's not really like even me right now, like I've already competed, Mm -hmm. you know, to IGP three with one dog. Bro, I still have to bring people in so I could keep learning. From going going back <laughs> yeah. to uh, to your to your story, man. So you're going to Salida. Yep. And then um, at that time, you're still uh, training Luca, obviously. Yep. And I still work at Elevated, and yep. I also started a small group in SoCal. Yeah. Like uh, like I think it was four of us: Dana and Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it was very small. And at the time, there was a lot more activity in IGP in the region for some reason back then. And there was a lot more seminars and trials. Mm-hmm. And this was before COVID. Before COVID, and, yeah. And it was, uh, there were people bringing people in for all, from all different places. So for me at the time, because I was so hungry, it was so easy to be have access to all these places. You know, it was not so easy, but it was easy mm-hmm. enough, you know, easier than what it is right now. Um, you brought a lot of people in to do um, seminars, seminars and, and workshops and stuff, and I l- introduced me to a lot of people that now I look up to, and they're my mentors. At uh, you know, uh, right now, and I feel like that's at the point that I was in when I was in Salida in the beginning here in Southern California with you and Elevated. It was the point where I think I grew the most because you were pushing me. We were I was learning in Elevated how to train pet dogs mm-hmm. with. Uh, sport kick to it it yep. was just fantastic for me as a and it was only me and you so it was like free times we had we'll get together train you mm-hmm. know we'll i'll wait for you to come home from your work we both like you'll see what i was doing in the beginning yeah. it was like very very fresh but also in the beginning when i started you only had five dogs yeah you know the, for boarding trains and then it started picking up it started a little picking bit. up a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean again man it's like but it but that was like yeah i would get home and then and when i was at home like i'll be checking up on him and see how we're doing and then i would get home and he'd be like hey man like i have this dog or are you there to show off like hey check out this dog let me bring him out just so you can see him and then i'll check him out i'll be like uh, he's all right bro like you need a, you need no or he'll be like hey man i can't I, like I'm working with this dog and I'm having a problem. Like, what do you think? And, you know, and, and you learn a lot, man. Like you learn so much uh, for him. I know it was a, like, he put his hands on a lot of dogs. It wasn't just like one or like, no, it was, it was uh, probably a hundred, hundreds of dogs probably, you know? Wow. So, um, but that's, that's how you learn. I remember the first time, uh, I met like one of the first times that I, I invited Christian to come to my house. I don't even remember, but I was doing like some free shaping or yeah. something. Yeah, I remember. And that. I had him right there, and he was like looking at. Oh, I think it was Wapo, and I was doing like some free shaping. You were on doing the, going him, uh, having bench. him go under the bench. Oh yeah, by himself. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I watch. I was like, look. So he's never done this before, but we're gonna just try it and see, you know. And so I taught him how to like go under a bench and come over and like you know yeah. do something like and and like and Christian was like, what the <laughs> hell, like you know, and, bro. Is, but but that's. Somebody that wants to learn, like somebody that's into it, man, it's like, I, to me, that's the most fun. Like, when I have somebody that is into it and is asking me questions or whatever, I'm like, yo, that's when I could yep. 
you know, I, I like to teach. But anyways, for me, um, go ahead. A, a touching to that as well, for me, it was very important because when I, before going, starting training with you, I have not watched not, not one video of like somebody explaining markers, nothing. Everything was brand new to me. I remember the first time you explained markers to me and then the first time you showed me how to teach a place. Yeah. For me, that was the, every, like everything was so new to me that everything was like, check this out, do yeah. this, like, what, what can I and do you, next? And you would take it to the, <laughs> yeah. to the other spot, right? You would take yeah. it? Because I was still working, so I would work with this place. And before, I had no days off. And then when I met Oscar, I asked for one day off so I can go and train with Oscar. And then, uh, so I think it was Thursdays. Yeah. And I would be there early in the morning with Oscar. I help him clean the kennels. And then we started training. And I would pick up so many things from, from you that yeah. Thursday and then Friday I'll go back to that place <laughs> and then I'll try to show and the guy is like what are you doing yeah, we don't bro, do it that he, way he was not having it yeah. I remember what I gave uh, he took because he wanted to take bro he, he always treated Luca like his his dog you know, like yeah. his main dog took him everywhere and he would take him to work and I remember he called me once like hey uh uh, this guy doesn't want me to bring him out anymore because uh, he just, he, bro, Luca was doing like some nice healing yeah. already and it was just like, he didn't want his clients to see it. He was like, <laughs> nah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyways, all right, so we go back. Uh, so you start going to Salida, you're working and then you go for, talk to us about like your first time stepping into competition. The What was it? Your IGP one, I think it was in Rancho or something like that. Well, I did two IGP ones. I failed the first one. Uh, tracking, I got six points. Oh, yeah, and that yeah. was in Rancho. And then my second one was in Irwindale. Got it. And that's when I got my first one. Uh, but my first round was the BH. That was, I think, my most... Like, I valued that one the most yeah. out of all of them. Just because how new everything was and how much progress we made. Yep. And it was the first time I competed in basically anything sport-related. And... It, it was, was nice too. It was, that was a super nice routine. I remember. It was uh, a good time. So, but yeah. that was my first competition. My first big competition, which wasn't that big, was my first nationals in uh, Petaluma, California, like two two years ago with the Rottweiler Nationals. Oh yeah, it yeah, was yeah. only three dogs. I finished third, and you made the world team. I made the world team for that year, and then then after that, there have been a little bit more. A little bigger yeah. competitions after so, that. So why don't you tell us um, a little bit about like uh, that experience, like going to, where, where was it that you went to? Uh, Last year we went to Hungary. To Hungary, yeah, yeah. How was that? It was very fun. I actually um, had the opportunity to go with one of my friends at the time, um, who is very experienced uh, in that type of stuff, and he showed me around, and it was just a great experience to be able to compete and meet so many people from other countries. You know, yeah. just the, like one thing I was telling. Uh, the person who went with me is like when we landed, everything looks just like the movies, you know. Yeah. Like I came from Mexico, like I watch, <laughs> yeah. watch movies from from Europe, and and then like the plates, the license plates, the trucks, everything looks so similar. I was so stunned about that. It was so yeah beautiful experience. And competition there was very tough. There was um, I think it was eighty six dogs in total. Wow. And we managed to finish fifteenth. Uh, and managed to put the second highest obedience. Nice, and it was it was very good. Nice for me. That's yes. that's cool, man. Of yeah, course. I mean, I, I again, man, like the to be able to experience something yeah. like that, you know, because when you when you're growing up, bro, like, I mean, you don't even think about like I, like me personally, like I never even thought about like, oh, I'm gonna be like, you know, taking mm -hmm. trips or whatever, you know, until you get to a certain point, like, be like, man, like. This stuff could actually like this could happen like yeah. 
you know so uh and, and for me like knowing knowing christian and like where he started from bro like the cars he was the car he was driving <laughs> and, and, I, and you remember i told you once i was like hey bro you'll see i was like one day you're gonna be my age i think at that time i was like i was probably 30 age, or something yeah. like that i was like and you're gonna be in a completely different state of mind yeah. you're gonna be thinking completely different i was like so i'm telling you man like what you're doing right yep. now like it's gonna be yep. good so, um, yep. but yeah, man, that's, it that's was, it was, it was not easy for sure. I remember there was times where you were at work and you will, you always will call me because you know what time I used to get there. You always will call me. You made it like, yeah. How are the dogs? And, and remember one time you couldn't call me and then you call your wife and your wife is like, no, yeah, he's here. And yeah. then you say, oh, let me talk to him. And I, and, and you're like, well, you're not picking your phone. And I was like, well, I didn't have money to pay for it. Yeah. And then. And then you just say, oh, I'll just pay for it. And then, you know, you yeah, pay for yeah. me later. But it was not one time. It was multiple times. The cars I was driving, how, like, it was not yeah. a great... And, and, and the, but, but, like, bro, but, the, but to me, like, the, the, the work ethic, bro, was, like, you know, like... Yeah. Like, I, I always say, like, man, I don't know if I'll find another, like, Christian, bro. Like, this dude sure. would, like, if I tell him, hey, bro, can you get here a little bit earlier? Yeah, for sure. I'll be there. Or, hey, bro, can you... Do, so to me, it was like huge, man. Like, yeah. you know, um, and it, it, it's crazy, bro. Just like, you know, the, the process of how you get from, you know, one place to another is crazy. Now, like, I, you know, we, we talk out, you know, and when, when we talk in like, hey, Christian, how's it going? And he tells me what he has going on. Like, you know, like, bro, like, tell us about like, your, your, your group of people you have right now. Like, how many dogs do you work sometimes on a, on a weekend? Um, well, I have six groups total. And I have uh, the group, the biggest group I have is here in Southern California. I, we, when we get together on a weekend, we get up to 21, 22, 23 dogs. All uh, IGP stuff? All IGP the, stuff. Right. And all we do is protection on that day, those days. And then whenever they want to do obedience, we have a certain day with my club here in, or my group in, in Southern California where we get together and we train and we do obedience. Yep. And... Um, I've been lucky uh, to have people in my group that that are very eager and hungry to learn, and and we all learning. You yeah, know? it's like yeah, you got some. I mean, you got Kelly Connell yeah, coming out. Kelly. She's one of the top, I think, trainers around. Mm-hmm. We have, um, and then from my original group as well, uh, like Mal mm-hmm. has been coming out a lot, and Artin, Jessica, and Shauna, and um, we have like a, a, a good group, a decent group. In our of hands, committed, sure. trainers, committed yeah. trainers, you know, because like that's what I need for me, you know, uh, because I don't want people that just want to come and have fun and just do it for just for, for doing just it, for the Instagram, for the Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Instagram. So um, I try to get people that are, they're committed, they, they want to compete at any level. doesn't matter if your dog is not a world level competition dog. As long as you want to compete and you want to show, that's all I care, because that motivates me to put the effort in. Right. Because at the end of the day, if I wanted to make money, I could go and do pet dog training. Yeah. You know? Yep. Do you get a lot of clients in your teams that aren't as committed? They just um, show up and, and, I mean, what is their goal with, with their dogs? Um, I get a lot of people that they just want to see their dog do a lumbi. Yeah. That's as it, simple right? as that. You know, they just want to come and they don't care about the barking. They don't care about you know, the control, they don't care about what setting a goal for competition. They just want to see the dog go and bite and have a cool video so they can post it. And yeah. I quickly identify those people and 
as they come, they go because we are talking a different language from the beginning. You yeah. know, we're not talking yeah. the same game, and and the people that I surround myself, they come regularly. They're all talking about new ways to do this. Like, yeah. how can we approach the situation? How can we make this better? You know? And yeah, I mean, I think that's who you that's what you grow with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. when you have people like that. Um, and it to, it to me it's always like when like when I go see them I'm like oh like everybody's like it's very consistent you know what I'm saying for sure um, to me it's very like deflating sometimes like when you go somewhere and you're working and like so like we're working together and instead of like people being around like listening they're like out there on their phone or whatever like to me that's like like I'm not gonna help you like exactly. I am I am not gonna go out of my way exactly to like go the extra effort to help you. If you you don't even want to help yourself, yep. you know. So I've, I've had people um, they want to do helper work and they say, "Oh, I want to come and I want to learn from you." And like you said, they're sitting on their phone, and then they get there late, and they expect to <laughs> right away work their not even not even they don't even want to work a dog. They want you to work their dog, you know. Right. And then once you work their dog, they're like, "Okay, um, I cannot stay today. I'll, I'll come back next yeah. time." And then they just come and or or they just come and show up with the expectation of doing a long bite or doing something else yeah. and they, they're not interested on learning the why the dog yep. is not biting good or why the dog is biting good or why the dog is not barking the right the right way you know yes and that's i think something that i was very interested from the beginning even when i started training with you and with everybody it's like why the dog is not doing yeah. the thing we want him to do right. you know it's like 100 what is the problem why is the dog not barking and i think that's what has still i'm still feel like every time i learn something new i feel like shit like i fucked up so many things yeah. you know but it's just everything comes at the right time you know like right. you get the knowledge you get at the, at the right time yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about um tracking so i know i know we have a lot of listeners somebody asked a question like how do you start the tracking like what do you think is like the biggest mistake that well first of all why don't you explain the type of tracking that igp is uh because it's different than like scent you know, tracking like, uh, you know, when they're looking for somebody, yeah. it's completely different. Uh, can And just explain kind of like maybe the process of the beginning. Yeah. I think, um, so for tracking, I think there's so many people have different opinions and there's different ways to get to the place you want to get. I think the um, biggest mistake someone make um, is trying to look for the finished picture without staying on the foundation for a little longer, you know? Like I feel like people want to see the dog to do footstep tracking without food right away. And um, I feel that a lot of dogs lack the foundation of how to solve the problems, you know, like how to really break it down for them so they can understand exactly what to do when they find a patch that has a different scent yep. or, or something else, you know? And those um, and those are skills that are broken down. Yes, uh, and different exercises. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like how, like, how tracking works is um, for like a, let's say a IGP three competition, the ending picture that you're looking for is a dog that is slow, methodical and intense. And um, basically what his body language has to tell you is the dog is not feeling pressure from the handler. It's not feeling pressure from the terrain is solving any, every circumstance that comes to him with confidence and commitment. Yep. That's what you're looking for. And so the dog has to start, we call it a scent pad, and it's just basically two feet together. There's a flag next to it. And on IGP3, there's, if I'm not mistaken, 600 paces. Mm -hmm. And there's five legs, if I'm not mistaken. And the first leg is usually 100, 
to 150, and there's usually an article in between. So the goal for this is the dog has to look step by step, find the article, show the article, and then you come, pick the article up, show it to the hand, to the judge. The judge is like walking usually to your right or to your left. You show the article to them, um, and then continues. There's three articles. And uh, there's pl one article is placed on the first leg in the middle. Then the second leg has nothing. And the third leg has one article. And then fourth leg, nothing. And then fifth leg at the end, and you end with the article. Yep. And that's like the finished product, if you will say. Yeah. There's, you start with 100 points. And as you go, they start taking points for, you know, the dog missed a step or... Yeah, so the tracking is like a... Like your your dog can't just like take off and find the article. Yeah. And you like it's literally got to be obedient to every single footstep that you make. Like yeah. he's got to sniff, sniff. So it's very like what he said. Like the foundation has to yeah. be really solid of the dog being obedient to the track. I like how you said that it has the dog has to be intense but slow and methodical. Yeah. Like that's that, kind of, that's kind of hard like to contradict. Yeah. It's a con it's contradicting, mm -hmm. right? Because intensity, you, you know, but. Being slow, methodical, and intense—that's an—that's an interesting picture. To that's see why. That's why for yep. me, IGP is so interesting. In all three phases, it's the same way. You want intensity, precision, but you also want control. Yeah. And that's the hardest because the barking is not just barking. You right. know, you don't want the dog just to bark. You know, you want the dog to put put 110 percent of pressure to the helper. And then when the dog is gripping, you want the dog to put 110 percent pressure on the prey. You want when you ask for obedience, you want 110% obedience all the time. Yep. And that's for me what draws me to IGP more than any other sport yeah. as well. You know, that's, and what, I, that's what pushed me away from it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and, and, but I think that, like, I always tell, like, people always give me because I've competed in a few sports now, uh -huh. and not to the highest levels on, you know, but uh, but they tell me like, what's like, what do you like? Why IGP over another sport? Yeah. For me, it feels like IGP asks such of precision and the quality of the the dog and stuff and you know that it's like it makes you a way better yeah, trainer for sure. like it's easy to recall a dog and him just being next to you and that's it the exercise is over compared to he has to come into a straight front mm -hmm. not bump into you mm -hmm. not um you know not be crooked like literally you could be crooked half a foot yeah. you're gonna lose a half a point or a point wow. or whatever so Thank that's you. why i think igp shuts in makes the better trainers. Yeah. Now, overall dog, that's different. I, in my opinion, I feel like it. Uh, 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 there's different sports that make a better overall dog, <clears throat> but as a trainer, yeah. yeah, if you can compete to an IGP three and get get V ratings at, at on all three phases, like it requires discipline, dedication. It requires a lot of dedication, yeah. and it requires a good dog. And it requires good handling, good team. Yeah, like a good team. Yeah. It can't you. It's, it's just it can't happen. Correct. Unless you have all that. Yes, sure. and and the biggest proof that I have for me in my biggest accomplishment, I think, in my helper career is my Shana probably is going to hate me for this, but Euro. You remember Euro? Yeah. The first session we had with this dog was the dog sniffing the the toy that we were playing with. The dog had no interest on anything, um, and. I'd say it's my biggest accomplishment because the dog has no drive. And then somehow we managed to put a two on him on a, uh, well, first we, she did her one at a regional level, mm -hmm. um, which is 
competing itself is hard and then competing at a regional even if it's a one mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure and then coming in knowing that your dog is not the strongest dog in the game and still going there and and wiping mm-hmm. you know all the like first plays all highest obedience highest you know yep. stuff there and and that for me was my biggest accomplishment of my career saying how we made this dog to be the best of his abilities and managed to be competitive with yeah. the dogs that are talented yeah. on the sport. That for me was the biggest thing because easy anybody can train a dog that you purchase from Germany and then you know anybody can train a dog, a good dog. But when you have a dog, I don't know, bro. I'm a, <laughs> now that I'm doing yeah. it, I'm like, man, no, I, think, <laughs> I don't know, bro. It still requires. I mean, but it is a lot harder. Yes, but 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 like you say, like the best to that dog's ability. So. I mean, that dog reached, you know, a high yeah. level for that dog, which, which, you know, with another dog, you could reach a higher level with, with the genetics of that dog. Yes. So, and every, every level is hard, but I think those are probably the hardest dogs. Cause it's like, it's like they give you just enough so you could be like, oh, we could do something. And then some days it's just like, oh man, like this dog ain't got it. <laughs> yeah. Like we just, so it's hard. It's, it's, it's not easy, man. Like, and it requires a lot of like dedication and like being a little bit, um, like, hey, it I, might not look good, but yeah. we're going to go for it. I also yeah. think that people, of course, people that like the sport and they're dedicated, I feel like if you have a talented dog, you tend to slack a little bit more. Right. Unless you're very, like, driven mm-hmm. and you're very competitive. But if you're new and you have a talented dog and everybody's telling you, I've noticed this from other people, everybody's telling you, oh, you have a really nice dog, you know? Like, your dog bites super hard. It's super clear. Mm-hmm. And then you see the people that you're telling them or the people other people saying, like, oh, you'll get a one. Mm-hmm. And then you see them slowly pass them, you know, slowly get better at their obedience. Yep. All of a sudden, I come and the, the retrieves are super. And then the person who has a talented dog, the retrieves still on the hold. Yep. You know, and the dog, other dog is doing other stuff, you know, more advanced skill stuff. And I think that um, a lot of people with a more challenging dog get to work a little harder. Sometimes not everybody, but a lot of people does. And I think that makes you a better trainer and competitor as well, you know? Yeah, I think 100%, man. It's like like that saying, what is it? uh, Sorry. He just fucked up. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, Bleak it's like that, that saying, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's it, yes, bro. Right? Yes. I mean, that that yeah. that is the, that is, I mean, there's no more, I mean, that's the truth, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. and and yeah, and he's right. Like, a lot of people, you know, they slack off, they have good dogs, and mm-hmm. it's like, they just go to waste. Yeah. And it sucks. And then you have people that, you know, like, I, I come from, like, the Corso, you know, so to me, it's like, it was always about, from the beginning, it was always like, oh, I'm going to do something that nobody has done like yeah. you know that was just the mentality like when sure. and and yeah i was obsessed and you know it required a ton of work or whatever and yeah like uh when with wapo i remember i never tracked them bro because when we trialed like i with very minimum tracking like i got decent scores i was like man like we're good bro like we're gonna go like they showed me the tracking in arizona i was like Psh. Bro, I'm gonna kill this. We went over there, bro. It was the worst thing ever, you know. <laughs> Failed me. There's a picture of me and Christian walking back from the track, like, like with the dog, bro, and both of us have our head like down and shit. The worst part is, I think that the next day you had to compete and do obedience and protection, right? Yeah. And then you do a super score in obedience. Yeah. And then a killer score in protection. And yeah. like, I, I think we talked damn, about that in the last like, in the lad pause. Like, man, like being there, seeing people get their trophies, I was yeah. like. Bro, just because 
well, not just, I also didn't have the knowledge uh, to do good tracking. Like, I, I, when you don't know what you're looking at, you think you're really good. Like, you yeah. think your dog is like, until you like, you really start learning, like, oh shit, like, yeah, yeah, it's not very good. Like, damn. The competition you know, is like the biggest test for, yeah, exactly, for, man. for your stuff, you know, like, you don't know until you step on the trial field and you show your dog and you really see if your dog will sit. Yeah. Well, not simple as sit in motion, you know, it's like yeah. you, <laughs> you step on the field and you're like, okay, let's yeah. see if all I've worked. But I think, I think up. that's for, for everybody, man. Like even, even outside of, um, you know, outside of dogs and, sure. and everything, like, like that quote that you said, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, like you have some really talented people out there <laughs> and they get outworked yep. and somebody that wasn't so talented is all of a sudden, you know, passing them up. And, you know, that's just, that's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another question about tracking. So a lot of people have the misconception that in tracking, like Oscar had said earlier, that they're actually following, like the dog's not just going to go find the article. Mm-hmm. So what exactly are they, and for the audience, people who don't, who don't know, what exactly are they looking for? Are they tracking a specific scent? Like what scent is it? Is it disturbed ground? What exactly are they being taught to look for step by step? I feel like everybody has different opinions. And if you ask like the biggest trackers, um, everybody has different opinions. In my opinion, I think that the dog is going with disturbed ground. Um, a lot of people say it smells your scent, you know, um, that it smells the, the what you drop, your your cells or whatever mm-hmm. like your dad's like a lot of people has different opinions to it you know but i think the dog at the end of the day uh learns to discriminate with uh the surf ground yeah and 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 vision too I think and vision sometimes. yes but there's like some some spots you i think you need both you need the dog 100%. to rely on his nose his nose and to also understand how to work with his eyes because yeah. there's some terrains like like um some some dirt especially dry dirt is very hard for the dogs to find a scent. So right. when it's dry dirt and it's compacted, it's very hard. But when it's dry dirt and it's a little bit visible, a dog that has a little bit of both tends to stay mm-hmm. visual, you know, most of the time. But I think it's like, it depends how you train. It depends, you know, who who's your mentor, you know, what tracking program you follow. There's so many things for who tracking. Who lays your track. Yeah, exactly. Who lays your track. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important. I, got, I remember. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> I remember when we were tracked together too, it was the same thing. I was like, he was telling me the other day that it's like, lay your track. And I was like, okay. You go and you step in the field and you lay in shitty track and then Oscar was like, where's my turn? It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, but Benny <laughs> finished that track. I'm not, but the, but the thing out. is like people, I see like now that I look back at tracking, like again, I'm not the, I'm not, nowhere near being really good at it um but i just see it like it's obedience like the longer you just stick and you got to make it easy for the dog like mm-hmm. create some wins within your track to make for the sure. dog a little bit more powerful before you start before you start making them fail like you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like you you uh, practice 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 test practice 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 you know and, and see where you're at at some point like your test is going to be your trial mm-hmm. and see how you're doing but other than that, like, you know, like break down the skills, like the skill of you hit the end of the track and there's nowhere else to go. What do you do? Like, what is it? What are you going to teach your dog to do yeah. if you, you know, and and so a dog that loses his track, if he gets super corrected to get back on the track, maybe in trial, he's going to lose that track. And what is he going to do? He's going to shut down. He's going to panic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it makes it like WAPO, it would make him even more hectic. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't give him the the skills, the, the skill set, yeah. the education to know what to do when that exactly. happens. 
God. Yeah, and I think like now my my view of tracking now, um, I also was in the same boat as you in the beginning because I started with you. We did not know anything about tracking. Um, however, like I've been able to be an ex- to be exposed to a lot of people that track very good and and being able to ask questions, and my take on this whole journey of learning, I think is you kind of have to rely on your dog's hunting ability. Mm-hmm. So it's not about food drive. It's not about, of course there's, there's reliability and there's uh, obedience involved in it. But I think that, that the most important is making it a game for going back to nature, like going back to the dog must hunt for his food, must hunt for his article. And if you see a, like an animal that that is hunting for something, it's not being fast and hectic, and he's being sure. super methodical because if he disturbs the ground a little too much, the the prey will see him. You know, nice. I never heard of that. Yeah. Who'd you get yeah. that from? From everybody. It's like yeah. I, it's my no, no, but usually yeah. you have somebody that like gives you something like yeah. that, and you're like, oh, like so. I think I think so. Dope. So my my when my tracking stuff started changing um, was when I was when I started free tracking Luke a little bit. And I start asking like John Riboni. Mm-hmm. John Riboni has a very cool system on, on, on tracking. Um, then I went to do a workshop for the first time in Washington state. And there's this lady named Jan Nielsen who, um, she's a detection, detection officer. Mm-hmm. And she was, I was picking her brain there and she showed me a video of a dog searching for drugs and the way she was doing it, it was the dog was super intense, like searching in the boxes and stuff, but so methodical. The handler Meaning was like just, he was uh, like he was uh, very methodical yeah. in the way he was searching, and it was like every inch of every little crack in the car and the boxes and everything was like like sniffing every single thing, you know. That's cool. And 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 then I picked her brain on it, and it, everything goes back to the dog wanting to hunt. And the challenges, and the dog corrects himself, like with challenges that you put, but you mm-hmm. control the whole situation. You control when the dog fails, you control when the dog gets successful. And that's, I think, when you start making it more challenging for the dog and the dog gets more intense. So like if you just lay a straight track and there's food, predict, predict, predictable food all uh-huh. the time, you always lay the same track, then you will start. You will have to start correcting the dog a little bit more because now the dog's going to start beating you to it. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that after 13 steps, there's a piece of food. Right. So he's going to start looking for it. But if he has to look for it, but then there's maybe a serpentine. Instead of being a, a straight, there's like a little serpentine or there's uh, a U, a big U. Now the dog, if he goes fast, he might get lost because he cannot go fast going right. straight. Wow. Right. Yeah. So then you make it challenging. So if he gets lost, there's nothing for him out here. The moment he comes back, he slows down by himself because now he picked up the thing. And, like then, and then you set him up for those type of failures once you start knowing the dog and then you reward him right after the failure or whatever it is. This I've picked up a little bit and I be might be butchering it as well, but I picked up a little bit from Marco and Sarah mm-hmm. um, just watching their videos. And Guys, uh, real quick, make sure you guys check them, check them out. Canimo. Uh, They're changing Marco, the game. Marco and Sarah doing an amazing job They're out there. They're changing so. the game. They're educating all of us to how to train the dog for emotion. Because this is what the sport is all about. IGP is all about, like, if you want to show good. Like, there's so many people that that do it successfully with so many other ways. But I think for me, I relate to this a lot because you rely 100% on the dog's emotion. The dog must want to do the behavior. Yeah, 100%. You know, and then 
when you come when it comes to trial, the dog wants to do the behavior. So there's yeah. nothing. Well, there's things that can go wrong, but at least things are going to be easier to troubleshoot because yep. it, it's the dog is going to be eager to do it all the time. You 100%. know, so I think that it's go ahead and follow them because they're yeah. the ones changing yeah, the game. Yeah, I think I think uh, it's, I mean because there are a lot of people and and we he was he it happened to him it happened to me. You meet somebody, they've been in it for a long time, and you're just like, yo, this is it right here. Like yeah. they come from the motherland where it started, and this is it. But what you don't realize is that dog training has changed so much, has evolved so much, has gotten so better that even, I mean, and, and so, you know, sometimes we're like to them, it's like, nah, that's not how you do it. This is how you do. And you could be blind to it. But when you get somebody that is going, they're winning championships Mm -hmm. there, you see their dogs and you're like, Oh shit. Like they're on top of the food chain. Yeah. They're they're. I mean, there, there's no, you know, I, I personally don't see anybody, uh, you know, beating them as far as like, uh, you know, the, the results are putting out. And once, cause I, I, I'm part of their, their group and stuff, uh, their, their video, I got, I got their videos and they have a Facebook group and you see the results of people that are in their group and you're just like, yo, like this is it, this is it right here, yeah. you know? And so, uh, but anyways, yeah, check them out. They're, yeah. they're really good. So, um, so what you're saying is you're, you're trying to tap into the, like more of like a primal instinct of your dog as far as the hunting is concerned. Yes. In tracking instead of just sticking to obedience. Correct. In tracking. Yeah, because I think if you if you try to make it obedience, there's a lot of things depend on you. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to correct the dog. You have to be able to help the dog in order for the dog to do the stuff that you want him to do. But then comes the day of the trial, you cannot help your dog. So, yeah. so what you're saying is like build up... like. Like it, it is going to become obedience at some point, but at first it has to become like a, a desire to hunt. Correct. I before think before you do anything else. I th- exactly. So I feel also that that um, you need to, like you said, build the desire to acquire. A dog needs to learn how to hunt for his food, and then you correct demeanor of hunting. Interesting. So, like, let's example: if the dog is lost of the track, but he's hunting, you let him. Because he's learning how to fix the problem. But if the dog is lost and all of a sudden starts taking a pee, now we correct them. Because the demeanor is not the demeanor we're looking for. And that, in my opinion and my inexperience, um, field that has been able to hold for the last couple trials. And of course, like also, I educated myself. I went to... I learned a lot from my for, from Yuri and mm-hmm. and from from a lot of people that I picked their brains. Marco had taught me a lot and 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 stuff. So, but I feel that the things that I that work for my dog and for how I train is correcting the demeanor of my dog. So if my dog is fucking around, then I can correct him softly, and then he's like, okay, we're getting back to game. But then I'm not correcting him for him trying to do better, mm-hmm. and then I'm correcting him, and now instead of making the behavior better I'm creating stress right because he's lost he doesn't know what to do I correct him so now you know yep I'm just adding more stress to it and there's no teaching involved and that's when I think when you go to trial that's when things happen the most you know 100% um this is just for me what like I I know you've kind of been around you went to helper camp who is uh and and we I, I remember last time we talked about something with uh you you spent some time with Marco over there yeah, and uh, what what is one of the biggest uh, takeaways that you took from from spending time over there uh, with my? Because we talked about off off you know camera about the 
you know, some of the things he helped you with or whatever. Give us, give some of the people out there, like, one thing that he, that, you know, that you have learned from going out to helper camp and from spending time over there. I think, um, <clears throat> they're, first of, all, first of all, like I said earlier, they're doing an amazing job trying to educate us handlers, helpers, and, hand, and, and, um, trainers mm -hmm. how to do a better job for the dog and that's i think the biggest thing that 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 resonates with me but the one of the things that i picked up from him is the ability of him his ability to break things down and just find a solution on little little things you but, know well, but we talked about how like um like my dumbbell like, stuff the, the but like how it's not it's not like a It's not rocket science. Like yes. He makes things simple. very simple that actually change the dog's behavior. Exactly. And, it, and it, it's not like, because um, now, I mean, we see a lot of different types of training right now and a lot of things that like very flashy stuff and, yeah. you know, all this. But, and, and, and that's cool. If you enjoy it, that's cool. But like something that it's going to, for competition, where you're going to lose points and you're going to do, you know, all that and you want to win. Uh, and and from what we were talking, it was kind of like I remember he explained something to me, and I was like, "Dang, that was it!" And he and it worked. I'm like, "Dang, like that was like it wasn't it wasn't rocket science, but it worked." Yeah, yeah. I think it was the the food in front of their nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. talk about let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I remember now. So, Shauna, my girlfriend, has a now not so much but before he was very vocal dog by vocal i mean when we were doing obedience he would like start barking out of excitement or frustration or however you want to call it mm -hmm. and we tried so many different things and the last thing that started working for us is um our friend kelly connell gave us an idea to give him food in the, on, on the on protection or in obedience even like scatter food and that was working so what what does that what does that do just for the people because people so people could understand a little bit what is like uh when when she explained it to you yeah. what was the scattering the food for i and again don't quote me on this we can there's many things to to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to research no, from this. It, this, it, is, this this is this is my opinion this and is my what, take on what it. he heard yeah what i heard and you and know. if you guys have more questions about this like uh kelly connell you yes. could reach out you know yes but um go ahead no no, no go ahead no go ahead. um Basically, what it does is still rewards the dog, but managing to keep the demeanor of the dog lower, I guess. Like, not so crazy. The not, energy. The energy level, the, the you know, like, the, re, the expectation of the reward is not high, so the dog doesn't do the behavior super amped to get the reward, if okay, that makes sense. Okay, let me see. So, uh, yeah. so uh, for example, if the dog is doing something and you're going to give him the ball, and this dog is, like, re the crazy about the ball then you are basically rewarding that energy, that high, like, energy, right? Yes. But so what you would, uh, so, and they're trying to get the dog to be quiet. Yeah. So what they'll do instead is they'll actually reward when the dog is, is doing the, 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 so, so, okay. So let's say you're rewarding the dog, you're doing uh, down. And you say, plucks, the dog downs. You reward him with the ball every single time. And then when you start adding duration, the dog, starts vocalizing because he starts getting frustrated that he's not getting the ball that he's not getting the ball so now you cannot really correct that because then you're going to shut drive a little bit you know so what they do is they attach the emotion what brings the frustration up to a reward that follows to it so example if you give him a piece of food the dog will take the piece of food and still bark again right after so they change the state of mind of the dog with rewarding with multiple pieces of food in the ground 
So now the dog doesn't just pick up the food and goes back to action. He has time to pick up every single piece of food. The state of mind comes down. And now the ball comes you, can, you can maybe add a little more duration. Maybe now you can reward him with one single piece of food, you know? Or maybe you can bring the ball out. But it just I, makes them think more, basically. It just right? makes... Like to find, I mean, they got to find each piece. Yes. So it makes them more focused yes. on that rather than, like, getting the reward. It's like it's like also a break from it. Example, like, if, like you give him the scatter, the dog gets up, and he's like, ah, I'm trying to eat the food. And then by the second or third, he's like, okay, let me pick it up. And then he's like, oh, this is fun. And then you say down again, and then the dog downs, and he's like, oh, what we were doing. Right. You know? And then you can continue so you to do more You break it up reps. a little bit. It's like an interrupter almost. So the dog's getting rewarded for yes. so the dog is getting a lower value reward for the behavior you're asking with the expectation of bringing its higher value reward once he's in the different once he has a different demeanor. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times with dogs like that I think it's that the, they this, they they want to keep going. It's not really about the reward sometimes it's about like come on let's go let's go let's go. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep moving forward because they're so eager to do it, you know? Because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a dog that's eager to do it, but we don't. Yeah. We still want control. All right. You know what? We're going to get Kelly Cano back out uh, yes. here. We're going yes. to get Kelly yeah. Cano on here. That's, that's a good idea. But, um, I think but, but, like, all right. But I so, messed so, it up. So yeah, I, know, I messed, yeah, it, we, up. We messed it up a little bit. I think we jumped too much. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, so, but, but let's go back to the, the one Marco told you. Because I think, uh, to me, that one was like kind of like uh, with, with one piece of food. Yes. Where the dog had to focus, I think, to, you know, take it properly in the right state yeah. of mind. So some, one thing that after we talked to Kelly she gave us that we went through it and it was very much working for her dog it was very quiet but then we realized that we cannot really feed him that much in protection like it's going to be very challenging working in protection and then give him scatters of food so we were looking for staying on the same path because it was working but um, not overfeeding him mm-hmm. so when we visited Marco Marco had already been doing this for a long time it's basically the same mindset of lowering the state of mind of the dog. And uh, and um, so what he would do is put the piece of food in front of the dog's nose, and the, whenever the dog will go for it, he will kind of move it away. And the dog was, like, eager to go for it, maybe, like, trying to snatch it. He'll move it away, then bring it back to him. And then as you do this, the dog has to control himself, you know? It, you're working a little bit on impulse control there, mm-hmm. and then so to the to the point where him with his dogs, I saw that he had the piece of food right in front of his incisors, and the dog was not taking it. And then when he would slide it right into his mouth, the dog will slowly eat it, and then the the dog will still get rewarded with the piece of food, but he will not take it as like and let's keep going, right. you know. And then he will be able to do longer sessions with the right state of mind for longer periods of time, right. you know? So so here the main thing is like being able to change the dog's state of mind. Exactly. Which is what I struggled with the most with uh, with Wapo. It was like I just did so much high energy stuff that I never actually paid attention to that yeah. until Rogan. Now Rogan has, that dog could work for it an hour and a half straight because of the way that he can control himself. Yeah. And, you know, and Wapo can't. I mean, that's just, so I, th- yeah. I think that, that that's super cool. And again, guys, this was like, this is Christian's interpretation of it, how he understood it. We're not saying this is like, you know. The path this of is, Yeah, like everybody has a different path. We're just trying to give you guys yeah. different ideas that you could do with your dog. Uh, but I, I really, you know, I really enjoy listening to this stuff. Like Christian and I always get to talking. I'm like, dang, that, that's actually pretty dope. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to yeah. do some of that I, stuff. I think like also my biggest take from like Kelly and, and Marco and them besides how they do stuff but like my biggest take is there's 
always so many ways to do stuff without being unfair to the dog. That's my biggest take from both from both of yep. them, and Sarah as well, you know? It's like you can accomplish, and they've been proving it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Sarah and Marco, you can accomplish winning everything with not being unfair to your dog. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and, awesome. and, uh, and again, like sometimes it's... <laughs> It's tough sometimes, like, you know, because you're training with, like, people that have done more than you. And um, and you're just like, man, they're just like beating the crap out of this dog. Yeah. And and people people out there, you know, they don't they don't see this side of it. They don't see the side of like, you know, overcorrecting your dog. I have overcorrected my I have been unfair to my dog before. I think anybody that is being honest with themselves. Yep. You know, I've heard of a pure positive trainer that freaking did some stuff that I was like, really? It's like, yeah, like, and, and to me, it's like, because we all get frustrated that, you know, things aren't going. So I think what, what uh, one thing is, you know, to everybody out there, catch yourself when you feel that you're going to be unfair to your dog. Like, first of all, did you like, is it even the dog or did you even teach him the right way? Like, did it, are you actually like, you know, are you correcting him? For something that, like, why are you correcting him? Yeah. And if you can't prove why you're correcting him, or like, you know, or or actually, I'll see somebody that'll correct a dog four times, and the dog will do the same mistake Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over, and you're like, well, he's getting corrected for sure, and he's definitely not learning. So what do we do? Do you, you know, so as a trainer, that's how you become a better trainer, is like, man, like, this shit is not working. How can I make it better? And to me, like, that's, like, one of the things that I've tried to change the most is, like, if I do something and it doesn't work out, it's like, all right, what am I going to do on the next rep to make it a little bit more easier, successful for me and for the dog? Because every time I get a win, I feel better. Every time he gets a win, he feels better. So how can we change that? And I feel like that's something I learned from you when we were working at Elevated is you always taught me what to look for the next rep. Like, it's not about the rep you have in front. It's look for how can you make the next one better or how can you even make him fail on the next one so he can learn, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not all about success for the dog. As long as it's fair, it's not about all success. It's also about failure. And yep. that's how they learn most of the time. And that's something that I learned from you, how to set the dog up for failure, control failure, and yeah. how to make him so successful. So they, they can learn yeah. 100%. You know, so it's... it's <clears throat> And and we're not saying like you know that like I'm I'm not a pure positive trainer by any means, but uh, we definitely have to learn how to be fair. For sure. Like like uh, like Danny said on the other pot, like you got to be fair. Yeah. You know, uh, not just yeah. with dogs, but yep. fair with people. Fair. You know, you got to be like you know be fair. Um, and one thing that I'm just gonna go back real quick is that, that you said they're looking to make a change in the dog community, and with that with so it's not that they're putting out videos to make money they're putting out videos to make a change and and the and the money happens so guys like pay pay attention to that you know uh pay attention into making a difference in your clients making a you know fuck the video like you know like i I, I, i'm sorry (laughs) i just like yeah but like forget the video like look at making a difference and everything else will follow like you're gonna have like really good clients that have really good uh, relationship with their dogs because you were able to help them out um don't just do it for you know and we talk about this in every episode but i just it's just something that i really want to drill into people it's like yo like and because we've all been there like hey let's get this shot like with this video doing this or whatever and it's like at the end that doesn't 
make you it doesn't make the dog it doesn't like what makes you is you wanting to do something good or better whatever dog you touch make it better exactly it's hard it's hard i get it like every single like or every time your your phone rings from a comment or like it's like a little shot of dopamine yep you know what i mean but you know with the in, in with the age of social media if the reason you're training your dog and you're recording it is because you want to put it online. Maybe you should check why you're doing it in the yeah. first yep. place. And, and 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 for some reason, it always happens to me. Like when I, like when I do it like that, like it just never works out. Like yeah, <laughs> it never works out. Like the, like the dog doesn't do yep. like the way. Like you get you could have these amazing sessions and yep. then boom, um, turn yep. the camera on and the I dog think, doesn't do it. <laughs> I think um, people need to even if it's a small um, level, but people should compete. You know, yeah. even yeah. even if it's like a, a BH, <laughs> you know, even if, even if it's whatever it is in any sport, people should go out and compete. There's so many sport, even for little dogs, you know, yeah. because that's where you really prove. Yep. If you've been fair with your dog, if you've been if you taught him correctly or maybe, you know, the dog is young yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people will be like, you know, I'm just I like helping pet dogs with aggression behavior and this and that. That's cool. Uh, I think at the end of the day. I think if if you know how to build a dog and build this pick, like do a routine off leash, um, you're gonna be able to help these people yeah. way better. Like, and to me that would like to, when it comes to like pet dog training, like with a little bit of sport twist, it, I think it just makes makes the dogs happier. Yeah. And 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 but we still gotta focus on you know the the sports side. I mean the the pet side, meaning like I don't care how fast he goes to a down or to a place or how fast he comes. Like that's not what we're talking about. But in the way that it's being taught mm-hmm. is what is more important to me. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna ha- get my dog and just put a bunch of pressure and teach him basically like I'm gonna fry you, get over there. I'm gonna fry you, come back over here. I'm gonna do this and that. It's like to me that is not uh, you taking the time to actually teach this dog. You're just trying to get these results yeah. so you could pump them out. And uh, so anyways, I but, just, to all, the, all my, all my young trainers out there. But, but even if you like, if you go want to go on the route of like, Oh, I want to just help people with aggression cases. There's no better place to learn aggression than a protection control sport. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. like how can you help somebody in protection? If, if you haven't experienced how to build, the aggression, how to build yep. all that stuff. And and if you have a decoy, it doesn't matter what sport you are, that explains and tells you this is what you're looking for. You know, this is when the dog is really aggressive. Yep. Like, this is the dog that's going to really bite you. This is a confident dog. Or yeah. This is a and, scared dog. And, man, and, and yeah, like decoys, bro. Like, I mean, I see it all the time. It's like, what are you doing to better your knowledge? Like, even like I see, like I see Christian, all his growth he's had and stuff. And when I meet up with him, I always see what he's doing and I'm asking him, hey, and there's a lot of things that I see that I was already doing like a while and then I stopped doing it. And so it's good that you start seeing it again and you're like, oh, yeah, I used to I mean, I used to do some of this stuff and I just stopped doing it. But you got to like you can't do the same thing every single time and expect to get better without yeah. you like getting around other people that are better than you. And, you know, where you're absorbing knowledge like, bro, it, to me, it's just like if you're out there and you're going to learn, like get out like. Try to compete first yeah, of all, because once sure. you know, once you know what's expected of you and what's expected of your dog, then you could help build that better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to build something when you don't even know what it's supposed to look like yep. at the end. Yep. 
yeah. know what I'm saying? All the time yeah. I see these people on Instagram, and I'm not talking shit or anything, but without without disrespecting anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, and I say that respectfully. I I'm not trying to be racist. But <laughs> yeah, don't no. talk to me. <laughs> but I always see people like saying, "Oh, look at my pretty healing," or "Look at my pretty this," you know. But that's it. You know, they don't yep. post nothing else. They don't show. Their dog, they don't prove that it was going to hold up. It's 10 steps, 15 steps for a cool video. It's nice. Yeah. Mm. But like. And I get that too. Cause I, I, I mean the algorithm, you know, you yeah, got to hit yeah, the algorithm yeah. and I, and that's how you get some of your business. And, and I get that too, but make sure like, bro, I, I don't think like there's a lot of times that I don't post nothing and I'm at home working. Like I'm at home and he, he knows how, how it used to be for me. It was like when I was getting ready to compete, bro. I'd be finding the shittiest track fields because that's all I had and I because I wasn't good at it and I had to get better mm-hmm. or, you know, but it's like, nah, bro, like we're working like it it, it was never and it, sometimes it, it didn't have to be filmed all the time, but we'll be in my backyard sometimes like here when I throw the retrieve, you pull that thing out of his mouth and we try to fix this mm-hmm. and bro and but that is how. Like, that is how people that are uh, obsessed with learning and getting better, like, that's how they are. So, yeah. And, like, like <clears throat> what you said, like, I remember what you're talking about exactly in the backyard when we were working the, mm-hmm. the dowel. For me, the biggest satisfaction was when you went to trial and the motherfucker didn't chew. Yep. We worked so hard for this. Yep. We were there yeah. every evening. Yep. You were waiting for me to come so I can pull the thing out of his mouth. So we will be waiting so good. And then when we did go to the trial. And he chewed twice instead of 10 times. Exactly. It, it was, was a win. Amazing. <laughs> it was the best feeling. It doesn't yeah. matter. You no, know. I, I, yeah, man. I think and it, it, it's sweet, man. I, I, I mean, I, I ain't going to lie. Like even um, shit, like getting out there with Benny, yeah. you know, uh, after failing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like this, this crazy, you know, performance. But... Um, you know, I like my dog performed. He got he passed, and he looked good. And I know he deserved the pass. It wasn't like they gave it to me. It yeah. was like, hey, like I deserve that. To me, that was like, yo, that's like cool. I love that I failed and I came back and won. Like you know, and I didn't win anything, but for me, it was a win because yeah. in the past one, we failed. Yeah. So um, yeah. So anyways, uh, Christian, uh, you're gonna head out to France, bro. Congratulations, Thank man! You. Today, uh, today he was it yesterday or something. He got yeah. word that uh, that he made the the U.S. the USA team, and he's gonna be heading to France. And uh, you know, we're gonna be doing a couple raffles and stuff, and we're gonna be doing some stuff at Elevated Canine uh, to help him get out there and you, you know not have to stress out about For any sure. expenses yeah. or anything because it can man, get pretty it, pricey. Yeah, it, a dog it gets super there. pricey, and uh, <laughs> and you know it, it gets a little stressful. Uh, you know, he had to leave the family and everything, and you know. And then so uh, so yeah, make sure you guys look out for that and uh, tap us in with uh, you know some of uh, what, what you have going on and you know people to follow you and whatnot. Yeah, I mean uh, I'm super excited about going to France. It's my first time in France, and it's my second time competing for the U.S. <clears throat> and I think I go in with a little bit more experience and sure. ready to show. Yep. My my the hard work we've been putting in. Um, maybe. Hey, but doesn't it suck though that you're like, cause like I I I know, but it's like like your dog is in at seven already. Yeah, and it's like man, like exactly. I got all this yeah. now, <laughs> and like my, and like my dog is already gonna yeah. be like you know, and it's like yeah. dang. Yeah, yeah but and, anyways, and seeing him too, also like he's also getting old and his back is starting to hurt a little bit, so we're doing some some stuff to fix him and stuff, and 
But it sucks, you know, yeah. definitely it, being it, in a it, position man, where sucks. you have a little bit like if you I knew this three years ago, yeah, it would be a totally different story. Uh, but luckily, I have a new dog, also a German Shepherd that I just bought. Um, that I'm planning to compete with him, hopefully as high as we can go. And um, yeah, with Luca, my plan was or is to go to France this year and win and win, of nice. course. And um, <clears throat> I want to be able to have the highest obedience this year. Hopefully, I can accomplish it. Yep. And then after that, I have. There's a lot of things that I'm doing. I think for, for me, yeah, more than than anything else. But I'm excited about going. My boy's to about to sure. buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things, but I'm excited about the future with my new dog. I'm nice. excited to be training and competing with you at the yeah. same time We're because we have, done. we have you have a dog that you're starting to compete. I'm excited about that and. I can't wait to beat you, <laughs> you know, and it's like, he's going to uh, have to be, he, he, he trains a lot already, but he's going to have to train more to beat me. I'll tell you that right now. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll meet you there. It's okay. Hey, and you know what? The day he, he is going to beat me because he's better than me probably, you know, at all this stuff and IGP stuff, but, uh, I ain't going to make it easy, yeah. but, but you know, when he does, I'll be happy. That's uh, awesome. It, it'll be good. It's, um, I'm, I'm. I'm grateful for for you, and I want to say this before we cut out. Um, I'm grateful for you and your family and the Elevated family because I was able, I, I feel that you and your family and, and Elevated changed my life. Oh, man, I forever. That. You know, Don't it's make like, me cry right now, bro. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, very, um, it's very true. Like, if you meet anybody in my family, anybody that knew me before yeah. Elevated, they will be able to tell you that is a different person. You know, it's yeah. just... You taught me so much on how to work hard and how to what to look for, uh, to be a better family man, to be a better business person. You know, is is I'm so grateful and and you will always be the person that I always look up to. One hundred percent. I know? appreciate that, bro. And 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 guys, like uh, again, I, if it wasn't for this guy, you know, I I elevated wouldn't be where it's at today. And man, we had some, bro, but that trip that we took to up north when we yeah. competed at nationals, it was our first one. And, uh, bro, like those, to me, those are like amazing memories. Yeah. I wish, I, I wish I had more footage of like, I mean, the cameras back then mm -hmm. to get all that stuff, man. But like seeing the growth and, you know, just like watching him work now and, and do all that. And I'm just like, yo, like that is dope, man. And I remember those talks, uh, like, you know, when we would be driving and stuff, I'd be like, bro, we're going to be killing it yeah. one day. Like you're going to see, we're going to be killing it. Mm -hmm. And to see like how I, many people you're helping and all that, like, bro, that's, that is amazing, man. So, I remember every time you used to tell me, and especially in the beginning, stick with me, stay with me. We both going to grow. This is going to, this is going to kick in. You still were working at a Northrop. Yeah, yeah. And then you still tell me that it's all the time. You like afterwards, you send me a message along as much as saying, uh, I like good job today and saying, stick with me. Yep. We're going to do this together. Elevated is not just about me, it's about us. Yep. We're both the yep, same. Yep, and yep. It was and, and you know what? Like, and, and even though he's not with Elevated anymore, he has he has his, his own company and he, he does his own thing. Um, but I mean, it, it's just that process. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and it doesn't mean that we're never going to be doing something together again. Like, I'm sure down the line we're going to do something. You're not with Elevated, but I feel like you're still part of Elevated, yeah, even sure. though you're... You know I feel part of it, too. Yeah, you know? so, uh, yeah. so to me, it's like, bro, like, uh, it, it has been an honor just to watch you grow, man. Like, and, and seeing, like, you know, what people say about you, 
it's like to me it's like yo like yeah that was that was that was that was dope and i and i remember those talks man i, I remember like yesterday yeah. bro like Christian, don't worry, bro. I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna be killing it. Yep. And I say that. I mean, I still like. I'll, I'll tell. I tell Roy. I tell Roy. Like, hey, Roy, bro. Like, because even if it's not with me, yeah, you're still gonna be like. I my goal is to like you know to hopefully leave you better than how for sure you know. And uh, but I left better too, you know. Yeah. Uh, as as a, and and I'll touch on this before we end it. I appreciate everything you said. Um, as a as a business owner, I'm still learning, bro. Right. But having Christian there, when Christian decided to part ways, um, all it told me was, Hey man, like this guy didn't see the future with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was more because I wasn't making the steps. Like I guarantee you if I would have took different steps and I would have, and I would have been in a different place and he would have saw that there was a bigger future for him he would have probably stuck around, but like pet dogs thing wasn't his thing anymore. Yeah, he was yeah. kind of like, bro, he did a lot of work, bro. Like it was a lot of dogs sure. and, uh, and went, but it was, it's all part of the the story, right? Like everything happens for a reason. When he left, I was like, oh shit, like what am I going to do next? And then all of a sudden I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to have to shift a little bit. And he still helped me after yeah, he left. After he, he got a spot and, but now he, he was making more, you know, cause you know, but, and so everything works for a reason, man. And, uh, yeah. and exactly. it, it's, it's an amazing story. I can't wait to be, you know, 50 years old, yeah. wherever we're at, you know, having our own boat or, That's you know what I'm saying? Like hey, 15 years, bro. Give me 15. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Give me 15, bro. Yeah. But, uh, but I, uh, um, one thing is like, I feel that I've always been grateful for 100%. you and for your, for your family. And I think there's a saying in Spanish called, La gratitud es la memoria del corazón. Yep. Gratitude is the memory of the heart. Yep. And for me, that it's is what keeps me humble all the yep. time because then when I see someone, when I see a Christian out there that I haven't found you seen, yet. You see no, him? I haven't bro? found I, it I yet. I haven't found one, but, bro. But, <laughs> I mean, but when I, when I've seen people that are hungry to learn yeah. um, and, and they're eager to do stuff, but life gets in the way for some people, you know? Yeah, I 100%. was... I, hey, just wait till you see your Roel out there, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. But, like, I feel for me, like, I was willing to sacrifice a lot of things. Like, 100%. Dude, like, I made, you know, I made zero profit of uh -huh. what the money when I was, when you were paying me, just driving from LA to Pomona yeah. was a huge expense yep. with an old car that would break down any second. Yep. And then coming back home to being supporting my whole family yep. and, and not having money for anything and, and just that the ability of sacrificing everything to just pursue this has yep. for me brought me to where I am and I'm 100%. in no position of anything you know but I feel for me and my career right now I'm I'm chilling yeah, you know? it's fucking it's, it's amazing I can I mean, ask you, for you, anything uh, else you, I think uh, guys I mean I, I think it's hard it's gonna be hard for some people because they don't know like they don't know the, the the beginning, bro. But I like I was there, so I saw it. And like, my boy drives like his his Mercedes Sprinter van, you know. And I'm not, and and, I, and I'm not. I know he's like me. Like he he doesn't like to he doesn't like to flex too much. But like, but to us these are big things, right? Like yeah. you're able to help your mom get a, a a new vehicle, and now and now her mom started her own business, and she she was also a hustler from the beginning. So he's he had that that like you know entrepreneur stuff mm -hmm. like he had he had that stuff so but still like to see the the growth is like it's amazing and it's only it was only what 20 
2017. Yeah, 2017. So guys, it's five, five years. years. Yeah. But when you are into it, uh, when you uh, you respect the game and you put in the work, and you you're willing to sacrifice, you're willing yeah. to sacrifice. That's, yeah, that's uh, guys, it pays off. Yeah. And so yeah. Anyways, we'll leave with that, man. I appreciate you. Uh, shoot us, uh, shoot us with your handles. For Where sure. Can people yeah, reach you? Yeah. Um, I have Christian. Christian Gomez 73 for an Instagram and Luca has his homepage too is uh, Luca uh, the Rottweiler with an underscore at the end. Um, and but yeah. Cool. And and then your business wor working wild? No, uh, uh, wild canine. Wild canine. Wild canine training. Oh no, it's, I'm tripping. I got mixed <laughs> with the aerial. Yeah, My aerial. bad. It's wild canine <laughs> training but um, thank you uh, gratefully for me, my IPO stuff is is okay. keeping me busy. Yeah. So I've kind of like um, pushed that in the back burner a little for bit. A little bit. But cool. if you guys want to follow as well, Canine Training. Yep. Um, you forgot it already. I forgot it already. <laughs> it, it's like Wild Canine well, Training. No, it is, it's just Wild Canine Training. But um, it's I haven't been really active there. Got it. And so then much. your uh, your club. Uh, our club is SoCal Sport Dog Club. Um, Again, cool. for, fortunately for us, we are very busy with everybody here. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for a lot of people that want to train with us, is um, we are They're not taking packed. new members. We're not taking yeah. new members right <laughs> now. However, uh, the girls in the club sometimes when they get together, they get visitors. So just hit us up, and then if we have any space, and and if you, the most important is, there's something I can help. As long as you're dedicated, I'm not gonna be looking for you yep. and stuff. But if there's something I can help, reach out. And I'm always, I want to give back what I got, the opportunity. Cool. You know, I got the opportunity to learn from someone who it was talented or is talented. And my boy said, what? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> guys, <laughs> I'm going to have to beat this dude, no. guys. Hey. I, got, I got the opportunity to learn from you. And, and I'm grateful for that. I want to give that yeah, back. That's no, all that's I'm saying. Cool, you know, it's hey, like, let's, hey, let's bro, train. I love you, brother. I love Honestly, you too. man. And, I love uh, you too. Bro, you got anything else left, bro? No, that's it, man. That was, Hit him with your handles. This is awesome. Uh, guys, make sure you guys follow us if you haven't at Elevated Canine Academy. Uh, subscribe, like, share, comment, all that stuff. Um, you know, you can follow me at Os Oscar Mora Dogs, Roel uh, at... You can follow me at uh, Roel underscore G and also be on the lookout. We're going to have uh, some big things coming out here pretty soon with our media. Elevated yep. Canine Media is coming yep, out yep. here pretty soon and we're going to be put going to be putting out a lot of content just like he was saying if there's anything we can share to help you guys have better quality with your canines that's the goal cool yeah, man well we'll see you guys on the next one peace let's go Tony. let's get it this that go and get it with no hesitation this that never quit